Hey losers, so here's how tonight's gonna work. So I'm playing God of War right now. Um, but while I do that, I'll talk about stuff, do the regular podcast, and then, and then, and then, and then, and uh, this bit will only be like half an hour of this first stream. I'll end it. And I will listen to uh, either both or just one of them, depending on time. Uh, of the albums that I wanted to listen to, there is Cracker Island or Logic's new one, College Park. Um, and I want to do like a music reaction and then a review bit at the end, which I will then include into the podcast. I would do it in one, but that is, that is so much cutting and things and editing that to just do it in a more simpler aspect, I'll just do this. So yeah, um, I'll just chill So, uh, and I got a world over. as well. Um, once again, I know it's been a while. Uh, what's happened? Let's see. I saw Ant-Man the other day. I liked it. Um, I know there's been a lot of bad reviews, um, but I don't know. I found it funny. Well, a lot, like really fucking funny. It's actually one of the more funnier fucking Marvel movies. You know, I know there's the whole um, argument against Marvel that's de- not really debated, but just said a lot, like Marvel humor, Marvel humor, whatever. Um, so yeah, I just I didn't, I'm not, I know that said a lot, so yeah. But there wasn't really much uh, Marvel humor, as people say, in this one, so. Uh, in that aspect, it just kind of felt more improvised, just more natural, um, more natural play in the humor part of it, so that felt refreshing, very refreshing, it was actually more, again, more one, one of the more new feeling uh, stories that Marvel's done. Of course, Marvel being Marvel, there's a couple Marvelisms that are gonna just happen no matter what. I mean, there's the, the faceless army that the hero the heroes always have to fight. There's the I mean, you can't really have a hero without a, or a hero without a villain. So obviously, there's the code gang, um, so that's pretty much all the Marvelisms that were in there. Uh, yeah. Um, those are kind of the only two Marvel-isms that I kind of uh, found, to be honest. Um, besides those, I mean, it wasn't really 
much besides just um, knowing that you're watching a Marvel movie, which isn't anything. Um, like, I, I heard this in another review as well. It was Chloe Jandro's review, if you don't know who he is. Uh, he's a great guy who reacts to, or sorry, who reacts to stuff with the real rejects, who are also great. And yeah, they're all just great. Anyway, uh, his review was good, but uh, yeah, what he was saying was that um, so, oh yeah, another criticism that I had before I get to Chloe's thing that I also agree on is that it didn't really feel like an an an, an, an Ant-Man movie in the sense that um, Doctor Strange 2 didn't really feel like a Doctor Strange movie same sort of sense so with that I mean or was I, sorry I'm just gonna figure out where I'm going. Oh. yeah so Doctor Strange didn't really Doctor Strange 2 didn't really feel like a Marvel movie in the sense that there's um, you know, the, all, all the stuff was going on around Stephen, and it didn't feel like he was being focused on. Um, kind of similar to Ant-Man, Quantumania, uh, where Scott's the main focus, sure, and the Ant family and stuff, but then also you have the whole reason for the movie even existing, set up Kang um, for the future of the MCU for the next few phases or couple phases or whatever. I don't know how long they're doing Kang. Anyway, besides the point, um, Chloe's thing that I was going to say was that um, the CGI was, it was good. Like, granted, it was fucking beautiful, but like it didn't really feel like we were living in the quantum realm with that family kind of thing. Like it felt like we were watching CGI. Right? Um, which I sort of agree with. Like it, not, not every shot felt like I was watching CGI, but I can agree to it in um, some aspects. That's pretty much my thoughts, and then I'll um, I'll go into spoiler territory now. I'll have this warning on my YouTube thing as well. But um, so yeah, spoilers. We'll just talk about all stuff that happened. Um, so and then I don't know if I have any Christmas, but I'll just say them. <laughs> Uh, with what actually happened in the movie. So, um, obviously, main standout Kang, I mean, he kicked ass um, in this movie. Great fucking villain. Obviously, he's not dead. Um, so, it, that, that they actually, speaking of Marvelism, they actually beat that one because the whole Mar um, 
Captain Marvel thing is for is for the Marvel villains to die um, in their same movie that they're introduced, which always bugs me and rubs me the wrong way. But to some extent, I get it. So you have to set up your uh, big bad as with it, so you can't really have um, all these villains, all these random uh, one-off villains as they are always one-off villains, um, kind of running about while there's this big bad trying to be set up kind of thing, which again, um, it just kind of gets annoying sometimes. And I want to see a character more, like for example, uh, Love and Thunder sucked in the sense, just sucked anyway, but <laughs> it sucked in the sense of gore just like not even showing uh, what gore could do and then like killing him off. That was just the icing on the fucking cake of that shitty movie, um, which sucked. But. They got a war trying to find the last uh, nor near chest in the mountain region to be the area and find the last thing to hit. Mm-hmm. I... Right. Um, and they, yeah, they killed Gore off and that sucked, but with Ant-Man. Even though they killed him off, he's not fucking dead. <laughs> he's just not. Um, he still didn't feel like a one-off villain because you know what's going to happen now that he stays in the corner. Because, um, kind of going off topic, that was also a great aspect that they put at the end. Where Scott is having kind of... Uh, PTSD in a way that Tony had after his after his interaction with uh, his big bat Thanos in uh, his faces, and it was terrifying then. It's terrifying now with Kang. I mean, that's awesome that they're doing that with Scott. And I didn't expect Scott to. I mean, it makes sense because he's the first person of the. Especially say original six of the main cast now um, to interact with Kang firsthand. Other than like a few minor side characters, but Scott what was right there with Kang and like he got the not full brunt, but he like got the brunt of his powers, like um Scott dealt with now he is terrified to deal with him again. He's so dope. Like, he's played off as a joke, sort of. But then in the in another sense, it kind of felt like if any of you have watched the Truman Show, I kind of felt like that a bit, which is terrifying in itself because we have seen the Truman Show. I'm not really gonna explain it because I think I feel like I would just spoil it immediately. It's one of those movies. Like everything's a spoiler, <laughs> but God, I 
those people. It, it came out like over 20 years ago, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, do I have any more thoughts? I think <laughs> this has been kind of decent-ish life for a review. I'm trying to think of, I, Modoc. Modoc was interesting. They made him a joke, and I still am debating if I love it or hate it. Because, as hate a win, um, as, and kind of Destiny 2-ish, or esque the Avengers game is, it was a good story. Um, you can't deny that. Whoever has played the Avengers game that came out a couple years ago, or a few years ago, whatever. Um, you can't deny that the main story, the campaign, the campaign excuse me, was great. Um, and especially Modoc. They made that tiny little head <laughs> with baby arms and legs somehow terrifying. Like that scene, I saw a repost of it the other day on TikTok. Of Modoc choking Abomination and like threatening him it was dope. Like he was somehow terrifying in that, and he kind of felt the same when in Ant Man um, before we saw his interesting face. <laughs> um, you know that that first scene of Scott and Cassie in the and shadows and like who the fuck is chasing us and then you see his like all the like ten, um, tentacles like as you would kind of call tentacles um extensions of his armor uh, weapons and things you saw those and you saw him just standing there with like oh shit like he's about to wreck shot and then he opened his, his and then I was just like oh <laughs> it's like oh 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 no, this <laughs> this no this is not good. Um, I was I was very disappointed at first, and then I kind of just realized, pulled back, and was like, well, see, Cherry, um, artists over overworked, they are, and you just can't really like. There's the uncanny valley, so you can't really make him look believable because he's not. And people like that don't exist. Like the quantum realm doesn't exist. You don't get shrunk into that. Like, it just doesn't. The uncanny valley. You just don't believe what you're seeing. And it looks weird. It just does. They could have improved the CGI so his face was a little better, but I get why they made him a joke because you, like even like it's possible to make him look believable but it's fucking hard work I would think um I mean I'm sure it was hard work to even make that non-believable face anyway um but yeah and then the Freedom Fighters which included them voiced David Desmalchian returning to the Ant-Man movies 
since playing Kurt, uh, part of Scott, Scott's friend group, <laughs> of the tech guys. Um, he was great as Feb, and that moment of <laughs> of him um, having holes. Uh, I saw my friend Liam, who doesn't really react. So he's one of those people who like doesn't really uh, have an emotive, like, uh, what do you call it, sense about him. Like he doesn't really emote much. So to see him just be like, like just <laughs> just have like such a fucking shock factor face when Veb just like opened up and started eating the the guards and things. Uh, it was great to see. <laughs> great to see his reaction. So, it it was one of the great, more more memorable theater experiences from this year uh, so far. Yeah, I was about to say this year, like it already happened. It's been like not even two months of this year. So. What have I seen this year? I mean, there's no. I'm getting off track. Um, and the rest of Ant-Man, yeah, the Freedom Fighters were good. They felt a little, like, um, unnecessary. Like, they dealt, they, uh, invested too much time, the creators and the movie invested too much time in the Freedom Fighters and, like, world build all you want, but, like, focus on the main characters, not some broccoli-looking guy or some some goo guy with holes, like, come on, like, you can focus on the main characters, not some side guys that you want us to care about, for some reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, uh, despite that, they look awesome. Uh, very, very Star Wars vibes, which I'm sure they were inspired by. It didn't feel like a copy, though, it felt very new, very refreshing didn't feel like Star Wars, it felt like Ant-Man, it felt like Ant-Man. Um, er, sorry. Because it's not his territory, it felt like, um, er, it's not an Ant-Man movie, it felt like, sorry, Marvel. Um, yeah. Freedom Fighters aren't, aren't Ant-Man-esque. Oh, I said that. That's pretty much it with the movie thoughts and everything. What videos do you think? Um, post credit scenes. Oh, um, I saw it two times. Each time I was like, the first time I was like, like my job was just like I could not speak. I was like, what the fuck? Like, because this whole time, for the past shit, like over a year, um, or like almost, like coming up on almost a year soon, in the coming months of, uh, since T23, since the, what am I talking about? <laughs> since, sorry, since the announcement of Ant-Man. Um, 
Actually, no, it's been like over a year. Yeah, since the announcement of Ant-Man. Um, it's been all talk. It's been all like, yeah, Kang Dynasty's coming. Like, um, you know, yeah, yeah, Kang's on his way. Like, it's all been talk until these post-credit, until this movie, until these post-credit scenes. Like the first, the first one, first of all. Marvel's been great recently in the recent years, uh, these couple phases of recreating, uh, or like, what's the word? Um, being comic accurate. Because that fucking panel of uh, 1992 Kang, uh, panel of all the Kangs, like the, the Castle of Kangs that was shown also in the post credit scene, Batman. Um, they recreated that exact fucking thing, and I was like, oh. uh, I was so hyped. And that that also felt very Star Wars vibes, like with all the makeup and stuff with Wizard King and <laughs> uh, the Scarlet Centurion and fucking Immortus. Like, ah, oh, so cool. Um, and to see. The- to see Jonathan Mater's acting chops just acting like in slightly different tones and shades of Kang and like different variants is so dope. Like so dope. And uh, I'm just thinking about this now because um, it didn't feel like Kang and it felt like Kang in a way um, with Lizard Kang. Excuse me. Um, it was not Jonathan Majors who was under the makeup with Lizard Kang. It was actually some, I forget his name, but some extra. Some random dude, because Lizard Kang had no words. He was just like, ah, it's Kang, it's me. He was just like screaming. Um, not those words, but just, ah, like just a blank screen. Um... So obviously they could use an extra, since it's just no lines. So with that, sorry, move to the corner. Um, like somehow, it, somehow we still felt like Kang, which was impressive for an extra to do. Anyway, I just picked up on that. Um, even though it was just a screen. Um, I, I'm still shocked each time I see it. Even though I've seen the movie only twice. Um, and for a Marvel movie, theater value um, is always the first time, like, always important for the first view of any Marvel movie. Frankly, any movie, to be honest, except comedies. To be honest. I was thinking about this recently. Um, except comedies, because, like, for example, um, let's see, 80 for Brady. Uh, turning 80 for Brady, whatever it's called. Um, like, that's like a wait till it comes on TV kind of thing. Where you pay like five-ish dollars to rent it for a couple nights. You watch it with someone the first night. Girlfriend and boyfriend the first night. Watch it with your family the second night. Like, and you just have fun. You don't make it at a whole blockbuster event and pay like thirty dollars with snacks and dinner and whatever. Like it's sure if you want to have a fun time with your friends, go the fuck ahead. But 
it's not like some guys we can't miss 80 for Brent like it's not it's not like that like that's what theaters should feel like with every release and I get that like like for example 80 for Brady it's just for old people it's just for like those middle-aged dads that just want to talk about football um, while some funny scenes are happening and then they go <laughs> like they just want to laugh their asses off I guess and with their buddies sure. like go ahead I'm, I'm stereotyping but you get what I'm saying um, going back on Ant-Man like it was, it was, it was the fucking quiet experience. And the first time I actually saw it in 3D, and that was to my memory, my memory served correctly, which it usually does. I've been known to have good memory. <laughs> my memory served me correctly. I've ne I've never seen a 3D Marvel movie in my life <laughs> so far um, until this moment. Until I mean, I, I was just in fucking awe. Um, and this was a good first 3D superhero experience. Like Ant-Man, like fucking shrinking the effects, the, um, you know, all the visuals of the quantum realm, like all the action with Kang, like that was, 3D was the way to fucking go with that. Um, thank you, Hannah, my sister. Yeah, man, overall, just a fun movie. Go fucking see it. Uh, yeah. It's just a fun ride. Um, if you've seen it the first time, like, seeing it, like, obviously seeing it with people more times after the first time is fun because you get to see the reactions. But for your own experience, it, like, for your, just alone, your experience, it kind of, uh, backs it down a bit because you can you already know what to expect like a lot of this movie is shock value because it's a lot of Kang backstory it's a lot of Kang setup you didn't know before or the average viewer wouldn't know um, anyway it's a lot of just um, what's gonna happen now like Especially the post-credit, like specifically the post-credit scenes. Like, of course, I knew that was going to happen the second time because I remember it's because they're so memorable. And like post-credit scenes, um, this is like, like my final thought on it, on the movie. Um, post-credit scenes haven't felt that important, or I don't even remember the last time they felt that. Like Doctor Strange felt important because you know that. Um, that that's an encouragement and that at least the secret wars that felt important um, and sucks about that though because I know that uh, original concept was made I don't know, I, I don't know if it was for a post credit scene or just a deleted scene but it was, I think there was a scene that showed Reed still alive somehow like in spaghetti form <laughs> After Wanda killed him, um, if you want uh, to see it, New Rockstars made a whole video on it, um, debating if he's still alive or not. 
in the earth. I forget the earth, but anyway. Eight. So big. Wait, how do you so big? Yeah, man, just overall, one-ass movie, see if it, see it in 3D if you can, but if not, you broke like me, see it um, in a cheap theater, just a theater, any theater, doesn't matter, see it with your friends, see it with the one or multiple people that are just nerds like you, that goes for any Marvel movie too, but any just, like, just nerd movie, um, those same advice but yeah it's kind of my thoughts on it and on Mania and uh, moving on uh, part of that experience by the way was the Flash trailer which I will talk about now great segue Michael uh, thank you Michael so <laughs> so I already kind of made a short on this on YouTube by the way uh, I'm very active on there you should check me out made a lot recently Be consistent on there Contrary to here on Twitch. <laughs> Sorry again. But yeah, I'm very active on YouTube and I posted a short recently when I get my shorts. Views up. Service just popping just Don't judge me. <laughs> I have to take it again. Yes, like it's one thing to see it by yourself, um, like before the before or during the Super Bowl on YouTube on your couch, it's on your TV. It's one thing. Then to see it in a fucking theater when you're already hyped for a Marvel movie. I'm oh, like I was. I actually almost jumped out of my fucking chair when the when when I saw the first shot of Barry zooming in to in front of his house. I almost jumped out of my fucking chair. I was like, oh my god! And then I like, cause Hannah, my sister, always sits next to me. I was like, Hannah, I was like, bumping your shoulder. <laughs> it's 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 it. Cause um, I've been waiting for this. I said this in my short too. I've been waiting for this movie. Ever since the Flash season three did it um, in the show, seven years, dog, seven fucking years, bro. I grew up with the Flash. Like I, I know the comic story of the Flashpoint. I know the animated movie of Flashpoint. I know the show, dog. I've been waiting for this for so long, and now they're finally doing it. And it sucks that it's with a pedophile. But I do. <laughs> it's not funny. Um, he sucks. And, sorry, they suck. They're a piece of shit. Anyway. Uh, not talking about that at all. Not even touching that. Um, <laughs> not at all. No, thank you. So. Despite that. <laughs> um, they're releasing it. And. It looks great. It looks like everything I've been waiting for, with a few changes that are allowed. 
better. Not this. Yeah, kind of this kind of necessary. Instead, instead of Michael Keaton's Batman, or sorry, instead of Thomas Wayne being Batman, there's Michael Keaton replacing that character. Instead of um, like uh, lonely kind of Bruce, who's really brooding, you kind of have a more open kind of fun Bruce in Ben Affleck's one. Uh, a skinny Clark who's really um scared you have Supergirl Kara ooh um I'm so fucking excited for Barry and Kara's relationship because um romance because I've been waiting for that to come to a movie ever since uh The Flash and Supergirl and their shows intertwined ever since then I've been waiting for that to come to a movie and now it's finally happening ah and I do hope that Sasha Kyle's Supergirl stays in James Gunn's DC because she looks great um and um yeah instead of Skinny Clark being scared it's uh Kara very proud and very strong and badass. Doesn't look scared in the slightest. Um, fucking Zod in place of the Atlantean and Amazonian War, which makes sense um, because the, from the past of the DC Universe, the old DC Universe I should say, it would make sense that that would be the war that would be happening because there's no many humans. So, makes sense. Um, he looks badass. Like, ten years past, it doesn't look like ten years have passed. Dope. Um, and Supergirl fighting this god? Oh my god, I'm gonna lose it. Like, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like, this is bigger to me than Endgame. No, like, no cap. Not even fucking joking in the slightest. Because, Endgame wasn't a comic storyline. Sure, the Thanos thing like a bit, but Endgame was very different. And trust me, I know I have Infinity Gauntlet in my room. Uh, <laughs> but the Flashpoint like is a direct adaptation again with only a few slight changes. And like it's kind of the effect recently. I guess a recent example would be The Last of Us. It's only a few slight changes to some characters, some storylines, blah blah blah, some scenes, and it's just what you read, what you played, whatever, in different medium. And to me, as a filmmaker, film that's so fucking douchey, as just a person, an aspiring filmmaker, uh, <laughs> I think that film is the best medium ever. It's um, eyes tell the story, as many filmmakers say. So that can be done in film and only in film. Um, what else can only be done in film? Uh, VFX can only be done in film. Uh, 
Um, it's the only medium where you can visually tell your imagination and actually have it look like your imagination, look like look like how you would see it in real life. It's the only medium where you can do that. Because any other medium, you simply have your imagination and you just write it up. And then the viewer imagines it, but maybe not the way you want it. And with film, you can have it the way you want it, and have it look the way you want it, and have it be told the way you want it. It's the greatest medium on earth. It is. And for them to be doing that, like in a movie, is just insane. Like, people lose their minds as, like, I hope that when I get, when I see it in June, um, yeah, it's coming in June. forgot what's coming out. <laughs> that I will, uh, go with, like, fellow nerds. Like, I think so. Oh, I, I'll lose my mind. But, and then Indiana Jones I'm hyped for. Um, I don't really remember the movies much. I might do a rewatch of those. Maybe. Maybe. Um, or I'll just watch, like, a recap and get hyped over that, but... I'm excited for that. Um, and then I didn't know, mentioning Liam Familiar, I didn't know he was into the Indian Jones a lot. Because again, he doesn't emote much and like expresses feelings a lot. So he was like, oh yeah, I love Indiana Jones. Like, and he really, I, I uh, undervalued that, but he, was, he seemed really excited. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's see that. So I'm excited for that because don't remember the last person who was excited for Indiana Jones besides me and my dad. So, <laughs> I'm excited for that shit. And I'm excited for Spider-Verse. I will... Ah. Like, it is the sequel to my favorite movie of all fucking time. I... I could not be more excited for that shit. Um... And then Creed 3. I need to, I need to watch Creed 2. Um... Still, I haven't seen it at all. And, uh, yeah. I think that's pretty much all that's happened. Um, I was going to do a music reaction, but it is getting late, and I, at this moment in time, am going to be running on less than seven hours of sleep for tomorrow at school and at work. So... there's anything else to really say there's nothing else really coming out yeah man with that being said uh this has been this one last though it's been Michael Crates see you next time hopefully you're reacting to the music or something else or someone else entirely <laughs>